The final week of the regular season is upon us. That means a big matchup awaits the Louisville Cardinals against the Kentucky Wildcats on Saturday in Lexington in the Governor's Cup. On today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we're going to discuss what is at stake for Scott Satterfield's team against the Wildcats, while also identifying the key players to watch for both sides. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. I want to say thank you all again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. On today's episode of the Locked on Louisville podcast, we are going to start the preview for the upcoming regular season finale against the Kentucky Wildcats. First, by doing what we always do, discussing what is at stake for Scott Satterfield's team in this matchup. And then in the final two segments, we will identify and discuss the key players to watch for both the Cardinals and the Wildcats. So we'll start out with a segment that if you are familiar with the show, then you are not surprised to see this segment um, ahead of a game. It is usually the first segment to begin preview talks. That is what is at stake for the Louisville Cardinals in a certain matchup. I just feel like... And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it doesn't do this at all. I just feel like it allows, you know, context to be discussed, um, you know, pictures to be painted, you know, the overall just kind of perception of a matchup, what a win would do for a matchup, what a loss would do for that matchup, so on and so forth. Um, There is no secret that this game against Kentucky obviously means more. It is a rivalry game. The game that you circle every single season, the last game of the year. Um, It's the Governor's Cup. It is about, um, you know, bragging rights. It's about finishing the regular season on a positive note while you prepare for, you know, the bowl season and going into the offseason. But um, for the Louisville Cardinals, I think personally, there is more at stake here for Scott Satterfield's team than... For the Kentucky Wildcats, I think that despite Kentucky not necessarily having the season that most would have expected them to have, at least you know a good portion of the Wildcats fan base believes that you know Kentucky could have possibly won double-digit regular season games. Um, you know, injuries to Will Levis, some close losses throughout the season, and that just wasn't the case. Um, when you look at the win-loss column at the end of the regular season. But Kentucky looking to get to, um, I think it's seven regular season wins. Yes, it's seven regular season wins. I'm not sure why I didn't know that already, so forgive me on that. But Louisville looking to get to eight regular season wins. I think that there's just more on the line here for the Cardinals um, because of how the rivalry has played out since 2018. Since Scott Satterfield took over, um, the Cardinals have gotten beaten twice. Um, Each time it's been very, very 
uh, rough in terms of the um, points margin. The first matchup in 2019, there was a ton of rain and sleet, whatever. I, I know it was kind of cold. I was at that game and it was freezing. Uh, so rain, sleet, snow, whatever you want to call it. But regardless, I think that the precipitation hurt Louisville's offense um, because it made it a game to where whoever was going to win in the trenches would thus likely win the game. Kentucky won it pretty handedly. Uh, 2021, last year, the Cardinals head into the matchup with wins over Syracuse and Duke and really very, very quickly um, – we're out of the game. Um, they answered the opening touchdown. I believe it was 7-7, seven to seven, and then Kentucky just ran away with the game. Um, Will Levis was unstoppable uh, running the football, had multiple touchdowns. Uh, the Kentucky rushing game was solid. Um, the Cardinals' defense struggled. Um, you know, that was the um, – I guess you could say it was the narrative last year was that Louisville's defense was obviously struggling. So it was going to be up to the Cardinals offense to stay in the game. And not only was uh, the Cardinals defense outmatched by Kentucky, not only at the line of scrimmage, but at the skill positions, but also the Louisville offense was not able to um, really move the football all that well after the first drive. And needless to say, um, to make a long story short, there's a lot riding on this game for Louisville. It's a matter of showing up in the rivalry this year. Um, the past three matchups, it hasn't been close. Now, I understand that um, you know, the tables turn every now and again, and usually there's not a huge ginormous win streak, but, um, after a big second half of the season so far, I think that this game has gone from, okay, Kentucky is probably being penciled in as a loss to now it's like, there's a legit chance for Louisville in this game. So, um, regardless of what you feel, um, is going to be the outcome I think that we need to talk about what is at stake in a win, what is at stake in a loss. Um, obviously, if you lose this game, you start to maybe fuel those narratives of, you know, Kentucky is still just marginally or not marginally, but um, significantly better than Louisville. Obviously, I think it might not necessarily be the fact that you lose. It's going to be how you lose. If you get blown out by over two touchdowns, I think that you can start to have that conversation or you're going to hear that conversation. Um, but if you lose by less than 10 points, I, I think that the conversation um, gets a little bit more realistic when it comes to uh, the distance between the two teams, assuming that Kentucky has that um, that advantage right now. Um, I personally think Kentucky marginally is the better team, but this is a winnable game for Louisville. So uh, a loss would um, hurt the morale um, for the fan base. Obviously, I think it depends on how you lose. Um, and I think that Scott Satterfield's job is probably safe. I I said that I think that if uh, Louisville was to beat NC State, get to seven wins. Um, if they finish the regular season seven and five, obviously if you get blown out to Kentucky, you have um, you have a, a sour taste in your mouth going to uh, the bowl season, and maybe there's a conversation to be had. But I think that there's without a doubt, um, you know, the notion that Scott Satterfield is going to be back for year five at Louisville. So um, 
I don't think that there's any job security lying on this game, but I think that there is a lot to gain here if you were to win. Number one, you immediately increase morale. Obviously, a victory over your rival that has defeated you handedly over the past three matchups, it's very obvious. A win over Kentucky on the road would not only um, continue to increase that momentum um, for the program, but for the season as well, heading into the bowl game. And I think that you look at this season from, okay, you did what you needed to do to, okay, you got to eight wins. You beat Wake Forest, NC State, and Kentucky. It's a success. It's a, it's a successful season. And I think that you'll probably start to have that conversation if the Cardinals get the victory here. Um, obviously, each win can help with recruiting. Um you know, a win is a win is a win. So at the end of the day, if you are able to get the victory, that can help in the recruiting. But I think that there's a lot to gain here for Louisville. There's more on the table for the Cardinals than there is the Wildcats um, because Louisville is looking to prove that, hey, we're not, um, you know, we're not going to come into this game and lie down. We are not going to get blown out. If you're able to keep it really competitive, even if you don't win, I think that, you know, the morale doesn't necessarily get shattered. But if you get blown out, I think that there truly is a case to be made that the morale um, really takes a hit. But a win could uh, do wonders for um, momentum. It could do wonders for the perception of the team next season, for the perception of the program, the perception of Scott Satterfield as the head coach at Louisville. And it shows that, hey, look, this second half of the season wasn't a fluke. Um, yes, uh, maybe Kentucky might end up being the better team. Even if, if Louisville wins the game, you might be able to make the case that Kentucky is the better team, although I don't necessarily think that people will be doing that if that's the case. But um, regardless, needless to say, I think that if it's a win or if, even if it's a close loss, um, morale is going to – well, uh, let me rephrase. I think that a win would increase morale substantially and it would increase momentum for the fan base – for the program next year, so on and so forth. But a loss, if it's close, doesn't do too much damage. But a blowout, obviously, would be extremely detrimental to the momentum um, at the end of the 2022 season. So with that being said, let's break the preview down, break the matchup down a little bit more. We'll talk about the key players to watch for both teams, beginning with the Louisville Cardinals. One on offense, two on defense. It's whoever starts at quarterback, Yasir Abdullah and Momo Sanogo. We will discuss um, those players here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Upside. Look, inflation has us all thinking about different ways to cut back, whether it's driving less, dining out less, buying less from the grocery store, etc. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. It is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. Upside um, allows me to not have to cut back because I get cash back on every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app, use the promo code LOCKED, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED. Once again, $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. 
Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked On Louisville your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Moving right on along, discussing the key players to watch for the Louisville Cardinals against the Kentucky Wildcats in the Governor's Cup on Saturday um, in the regular season finale. Three players, in my opinion, one offensively, uh, two defensively. I guess you could say actually two offensively because it is going to be uh, who starts at quarterback for Louisville. Um, I feel like the perception is that Brock Doman will be the starter once again. Malik Cunningham missed last week with a shoulder injury. Um, it seems like the perception is that he is likely going to miss this game against Kentucky. I don't necessarily think that there has been actual confirmation that he is going to be um, unable to play this week, but um, it seems like that's the vibes going around right now. So um, I'm going to say regardless of who starts because it's not set in stone yet, but I think that uh, the starting quarterback at Louisville is going to be a key player to watch. Now, like I've said multiple times throughout the season, I don't like to identify quarterbacks as a key player to watch because I think it's pretty straightforward. Obviously, hey, Dalton, of course the quarterback is the key player to watch. Yes, but when you factor in the passing game struggles, the Cardinals offense continually trying to, um, you know, just trying to find their way. I think that it's very valid. It's appropriate. It's justified um, because I think that regardless if it's Malik Cunningham or if it's Brock Doman, that um, both players have something to prove in this matchup. Um, and it's going to be um, extremely crucial that whoever starts at quarterback definitely gets the offense going early on. Um, I think that Brock will likely be the starter. Um, so I think that for Doman, it's a matter of you know building upon the – lackluster performance last week uh completed under 50 percent of his passes for under 175 yards no touchdowns to no interceptions um had instances to where i think that there were problems with wide receivers getting open but doman also um under and overthrew certain receivers um and there's instances to where he held on to the ball too long. Um, it seemed like he hesitated, uh, didn't necessarily trust his progressions and his reads. But um, regardless, and if it's Malik Cunningham, then it's going to be a matter of being able to um, execute that run-pass option uh, to a success and being able to uh, keep Kentucky off guard, um, allowing the – passing game to feed off of the running game and vice versa. But like I said, I think that Doman is going to be the starter um, because I'm not necessarily sure that Malik is going to be available with his injury. But like I mentioned, either one, there is a lot riding on this game, a lot of emphasis on uh, starting out strong. Look, you can't come into the next um, – two performances or I'm sorry, the next performance against Kentucky and play offensively like you did against Clemson and NC state. Look, I know that Clemson has a good defense. NC state has a good defense as well, but so does Kentucky. So um, you can't really use that excuse. You have to just go down the field and get results, put points up on the board and extend drives. Um, play calling also has to be, um, you know, of utmost importance as well. You have to keep Kentucky off balance and limit predictability. 
moving on to the defensive side of the ball, Yasir Dua, no um, surprise here. The star uh, defensive end slash edge rusher slash linebacker is going to be relied upon a ton against this Kentucky team. Not only is he going to be needed to um, get into that opposing backfield and um, you know limit what Kentucky is, is going to try to do in the rushing department, but also um, – when it comes to getting after the quarterback, Kentucky's offensive line has really, really struggled this season with protecting Will Levis and um, Abdullah and company have to take advantage of that. They have to get into the opposing backfield. They have to put pressure on Will Levis because um, if you allow Levis a clean pocket, you know, he's good enough to make, um, you know, the throws that Kentucky's offense um, usually has him making, which are the intermediate routes, the slants over the middle, uh, eight to 15 yards down the field. And when you factor in the, um, the amazing skill players that they have, both at the running back position, wide receiver position, even tight end, um, it could be a long day if you allow that offense to get going throughout the air. So you have to put pressure on Will Levis. You have to try to get them in third long situations, um, try to force turnovers, um, just essentially sack Will Levis, um, you know, a handful of times. You have to, you know, at the very least get pressure on him. Uh, Momo Sonogo, I think, is going to be relied upon a ton to not only do what we are relying uh, on Yasir Abdullah to do, but also to be a big uh, impact in the rushing department. Um, obviously, Kentucky has a very good uh, running back trio with um, Chris Rodriguez, Cavassier Smoke, and uh, Juton McClain. Um, I believe that – I'm trying to think if – Smoke or if uh, McLean is used more as the backup. Um, actually, Smoke didn't play. Actually, Smoke hasn't played in the past two weeks. I don't know if there's an injury. Is he battling injury? I, I apologize for, for not knowing that. Um Cavassier Smoke did not play against Tennessee, was not listed ahead of Missouri, uh, but with the team in warming up, that was two weeks ago. Um, so regardless, I think that you have a tremendous player um, in Chris Rodriguez, one of the best running backs in the SEC, and Juton McClain has been solid as well. So I think that Momo Sonogo, the Cardinals' leading tackler, is going to be relied upon a ton, especially in the rushing game. Um, has over 25 more tackles than the next um, you know, Louisville Cardinal. Uh, he has three and a half sacks on the season um, and has three fumble recoveries. So the transfer from Mississippi is really going to be relied upon here in the rushing department. Um, also, um, you know, getting out and getting after Will Levis as well. So I think that, um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, Momo Sinogo, Yasir Abdullah are the defensive players to watch here for the Kentucky Wildcats, or for the Kentucky Wildcats, for the Louisville Cardinals. Now transitioning over for the Kentucky Wildcats, um, the key players to watch here, Chris Rodriguez, Barryon Brown and um, Derek Jackson. Um, so before we talk about those three, um, we will talk about our friends over at Bet Online. 
Um, Bet Online has been your number one source for betting info and stats, news and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. Uh, we got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at betonline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting needs. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts. Moving right on along into the final segment of the show, discussing the key players to watch for the Kentucky Wildcats. We're starting out with um, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, Rodriguez missed the first couple games of the season, um, but he has racked up uh, 784 yards on 151 carries. That's good for over five yards per carry to go along with six touchdowns. Rodriguez has... Um, been no stranger to the University of Louisville. Um, he has been a thorn in the Louisville side since coming to Lexington. And, um, you know, that's no surprise. Rodriguez is one of the best running backs in the SEC. Um, 5'11", 224-pound native of McDonough, Georgia. The senior decided to come back this season and has put together a solid resume of work in the games that he has appeared in. It's probably going to be the focal point of the Kentucky offense to get that rushing attack going, and it starts and it ends with Chris Rodriguez. If Rodriguez is able to get going and have a big night on the ground, it's going to be a tough one for the University of Louisville. could be a long game. So um, the player to focus on here for Kentucky, obviously, is going to be the best player on their team, in my opinion, that is Chris Rodriguez, um, one of the most dynamic running backs, not only in the SEC, but also the country as well. Um, the other offensive player is Barryon Brown, 41 receptions, 600, I'm sorry, 560 yards on the season, three touchdowns, um, averaging 13.7 yards per reception. Uh, Barryon Brown is one of the, um, receivers in the SEC that literally every time he touches the football, there's a chance he's going to score. Um, he is one of the most electric players in college football. Um, I'm actually surprised that he's not talked about more across the nation. I think that it's probably because of maybe the usage, only 560 receiving yards, but man, he is extremely fast, extremely quick. Um, when he gets the ball out in space, it's extremely tough to bring him down. So um, Kentucky looking to utilize um, him in a lot of different situations from out routes down the field, uh, slants over the middle, um, post routes, screens out in the flat, you name it. Um, Mark Stoops, Will Levis and company have made it an effort to get Barry on Brown involved um, pretty much all season long. Uh, when you look at what he was able to do against Georgia, yes, Kentucky only scored six points, but he absolutely balled out against Georgia. 10 for 145 and a touchdown, had a long of 47 um, against the nation's best defense, in my opinion. I mean, Kirby Smart and company had essentially no answers to stopping Barry on Brown and credit to Will Levis and company for getting him the ball out in space and making it an emphasis to go uh, to Barry on Brown. But it is going to be um, a point of emphasis for the Louisville defense to 
sort of like last season with Wandell Robinson, know where he is on the field at all times. You cannot give him um, essentially any space when he catches the football because if you do, it could be very costly for the opposition. So um, Chris Rodriguez, Barry on Brown, two electric players in the SEC, the focal points, in my opinion, of the Kentucky offense right now. Um, and two players that Louisville is going to have to know where they are on the field at all times. Defensively, um, for the Wildcats, it is going to be leading tackler um, De'Eric Jackson. Uh, Jackson leads the way for the Wildcats coming into this game with 59 tackles, 38 of those being assisted on, 21 solos, uh, two pass deflections on this season. Um, one of the reasons why I feel like he is going to be a player that um, is going to be relied upon a ton in this one because the Cardinals are going to try to set the tone at the line of scrimmage um, and try to establish the run. So Jackson is going to be um, you know, relied upon to try to limit the Cardinals' rushing attack and force the Cardinals to throw the football. Once they are able to do that, it's a matter of uh, getting out into coverage and trying to uh, match up with uh, whether that be Marshawn Ford, um, any of the other tight ends, maybe a receiver in the slot, Amari Huggins-Bruce, Braden Smith, whoever it is, I think that um, Jackson is going to be relied upon a ton, especially with DeAndre Square um, still battling injuries. I'm not sure if Square is going to be playing this upcoming week. I know that, uh, like I said, been battling injuries. Um, I don't think he played against... Um, I don't think he played against Georgia, um, but regardless, if Square is able to play, that would do wonders for uh, the Kentucky defense. But regardless, um, the six-one junior from Dublin, Georgia, Jackson is going to be um, relied upon a ton for this Kentucky defense um, to not only try to win at the line of scrimmage and prevent Louisville from setting the tone offensively in the rushing department, but also in coverage as well. So um, a lot of extremely solid skill players. It's going to be a battle of skill players um, for the Cardinals and the Wildcats and obviously winning the trenches as well. So we'll continue to discuss this matchup as the week progresses, talking about uh, what Louisville needs to do to be victorious, so on and so forth. But that's going to wrap up this Tuesday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here. Very